I'm Brittany Hardin-Tangway, a manager with KPMG, and I am fascinated by the practice of transfer pricing and its impact on the global market. Join me each episode as I explore the transfer pricing world with specialists who will explain the ins and outs of this niche practice where tax meets economics. Our topic of discussion today is all about value, specifically value chain analysis. I'm joined by Steve Blau, alumni principal in Washington National Tax. Hello, Brittany. Always delighted to talk to you. And Brian Shea, Managing Director with Washington National Tax. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Steve. Thanks for joining me today. It seems like the phrase value chain has gotten a lot of buzz lately, but like most buzzwords, I sometimes wonder if we're all really talking about the same thing. So I'm really happy you guys are here to help me get this straight. Brian, what is value chain analysis? So we hear value chain used in two contexts these days in international tax and transfer pricing. And so just very quickly to distinguish value chain analysis or VCA from value change management, VCM, VCM tends to be more associated broader with restructuring and supply chain, where what we're talking about today with the VCA has to do with creating an understanding of how a company creates value and how then we describe that and represented in two required reports for our clients, such as a master file and local file. Okay, so there's a difference between value chain analysis and value chain management. I think that's a really important distinction because sometimes you hear them in conjunction and it's good to know that they're they're different things. Steve, will you tell us your perspective on value chain analysis and, and how it fits in with transfer pricing? Broadly speaking, what value chain analysis really is, is just an understanding of how a company makes money. We're trying to understand what are the real drivers of their profit. That's the value drivers of the business. And then with that, we want to know what are the assets and the functions associated with those value drivers? How does the company make those value drivers happen? How do they run things that way? And then where within the business are those assets and functions located? So immediately, there's a fairly obvious relationship to transfer pricing, because in transfer pricing, we want to make sure that we're pricing transactions consistently with where value is being created. So keep that in mind. What's, what are the value drivers? Where are they located? And what are the, the functions and assets associated with them? And the way it relates to sort of traditional transfer pricing is traditional transfer pricing, I think of as a bottom up approach where we're looking in detail about what are the functions performed by individual entities and kind of working our way up from there. Value chain analysis is very complementary to that because it's a top down approach. It starts at the top level. What are the value drivers of the business and then works down to how does that tie down to particular functions and assets that are in particular entities? So at the end of the day, they are not alternative approaches. They're very complementary approaches that tie into each other, coming down from the top and up from the bottom. I really like that explanation because what initially interested me in transfer pricing was really that understanding of wanting to learn more about a business or an industry. And if you take the, so to speak, the value boat through that journey of a company of learning, the more you can collect about them and the more you can learn, it feels like the parable with like the three blind men with the uh, elephant from one perspective, you're thinking, okay, I'm feeling the ears. Is this a tree? I'm feeling the the, the trunk of the elephant. Is this a tall trunk? I'm feeling the, the side of the body. So in essence, it seems like value chain analysis is really just taking a different perspective on what we may ordinarily do. And okay, what's the transaction? How do I understand the transaction? What is the transaction in the context of everything else that's going on? Value chain analysis starts with the whole elephant. You're exactly right. <laughs> yep. So Brittany, you 
made a point about taking a different perspective. Steve's point, it's taken the entire perspective, whereas historically, maybe we just did look at, oh, I grabbed an ear. What is this? And I'm going to analyze it full stop. But now putting it in the context of how does this company generate value? How does this one transaction fit within that context? Gives us a much better understanding to make a stronger economic analysis of that transaction. That makes a lot of sense and makes what we do, let's face it, a lot more interesting as opposed to just one-off transaction by transaction. So how do you even start a value chain analysis, Steve? I would start a value chain analysis really with understanding what the company says about itself. I'd start with their annual report. Read the annual report. The annual report and other stuff that they put out is going to say a lot about how they think they make money. What are the key things around their business? And I'd also look at some broader industry analysis to understand how they fit in with the industry. Because if you read up on the industry, that's going to tell you what sort of the key important drivers of value and profit in the industry are. And then what you want to do is understand the company, start thinking about how do they fit in? What's their comparative advantage relative to other companies uh, in that industry? And just with that basic public information on the company and the industry it fits into, you can start thinking about how do they relate and what's important about them? What are the key things to them? From there, the next step, if they are a company that you're doing transfer pricing work for, you can get a lot of information. Even if you've got the traditional bottom-up transfer pricing analysis, you can start thinking from that around, okay, well, now I can start thinking about what are the functions around this and where are those located. We'll be talking a little bit later, I think, about how this all relates to the OECD master file. If, but I'll just say here, if you've got a master file for the company, that's a great source of information as well. One thing to add to that, Brittany, is that by looking at what we understand about an industry and then comparing it to what the company's doing, it also gives us a chance to see, is this a company that maybe at one end of the spectrum has grown slowly over time, or is it relatively new and it's the other end of the spectrum? It's doing everything great and fantastic. Not only then can we have a better understanding of how this transaction fits in, but it also enables us to be better advisors in terms of trying to help them understand, hey, why we're here, why we're up. We just want to tell you what some of your peers are doing in terms of efficient practices. Let's face it, sometimes companies don't always find themselves within an arm's length range of, of comparable companies' results. But if we understand more about the industry, we can caveat and make appropriate adjustments to what those comparables are. So there's an explanation as to why maybe it doesn't appear to be arm's length, but if you really have a deep understanding, you can better advise and explain those economic arguments as to why the results are a certain way in a given year. I think that's a really important point. It's not just explaining their existing results and documenting. It's helping with planning. It's helping with controversy. Yeah. Fundamentally, as transfer pricing professionals, to be a good advisor to your client, you need to understand their business. There's no way you can be a good transfer pricing professional without understanding the business and how it makes money. And really, all value chain analysis is, is a structured way of understanding those things. We're kind of dancing around it, but I, I want to talk with you guys about other ways that value chain analysis may be used in our work. So one is what we mentioned for compliance. You should have a value chain analysis included in your documentation. The OECD guidelines actually do not talk about the value chain analysis as something that's required in so many words. What they do, however, have is a master file 
And if you read through the requirements of the master file, which are what are the profit drivers of the business, what are the key functions performed in different entities within the business and how do they contribute to the business, what they're asking for is, in effect, those key components of a value chain analysis just without using the words on it. And in fact, what I've seen often is that trying to do a master file without having a value chain analysis, at least broadly speaking in mind, you get some fairly weird results. You really need to have in mind a value chain analysis of the company in order to put down a master file that's both internally consistent and to have the local documentation, the local files all flow in and be consistent with it. It is not the case that the OCD guideline says you have to have a value chain analysis in so many words, implicitly, you've got to have that understanding in order to do a good job producing transfer pricing documentation. It seems like that old adage, if you bring bad in, you're going to get bad out. <laughs> Gigo, as they say. Yeah, and it's not just documentation. If you know the value chain of the business, then you can help a lot with planning analysis as well, because now you're going to start being able to advise the company on where the value drivers are located there. There's a lot of work helping companies think through where their value creation is going on and under all the new guidance that's out helping them document that that's aligned with their transfer pricing. And a lot of companies want help, you know, if they're going into a new business, okay, well, where can they put stuff when they're expanding? How can, how can they put stuff that builds on what they've already got there and will be consistent with where they want to go? So the evolution of the business over time is really important and understanding the value chain analysis can help guide them and understand how that's going to work from a tax perspective. So the other thing that what that does then is if you've had a tax department that, that's been traditionally viewed as having to deal with compliance and maybe internally thought of as a cost center, suddenly when, when they're able to have discussions like this and really understand what's driving value and what generates value and where that's at and ideas about how to enhance it, Suddenly, that helps enhance the status of the tax department as well within an organization to be more strategic. And a lot of our clients want to move there. They want to be at the table having these discussions. This is sort of a byproduct in terms of value chain analysis with respect to the role of the tax department. The tax tail often does not wag the dog. So we need to understand the dogs first. Not, not to bring another animal analogy into it. But. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, but so much of where things are going now, in order to do planning, in order to do structuring, you need to know a lot more. You know, contracts aren't doing the trick anymore, right? Contracts and funding don't do the trick. You need to be working with the business in terms of where people are, are located and what roles and responsibilities are there. You can't do international tax planning work without having that understanding and working with the business on it. And you can't really work effectively with the business on it unless you know where, where the status is now. So frankly, value chain analysis is necessary, but it's also really useful in bringing the tax department together with the business and making sure they're talking to each other. It seems like we have a lot to benefit from adopting a value chain mindset. Lots of things to learn, and it improves the quality of our report, and we understand better about how the transactions fit within the context of our clients and in different multinational enterprises' value chains. I think you hit it spot on right there. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stephen Bryan, for talking with me today. I feel like I know a lot more, and it's a lot clearer what value chain analysis is and what it means to have a value chain mindset. Thank you, Brittany. It was my pleasure to talk to you again. Very much enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining me on this adventure in transfer pricing. See you next time.